Hey, it's Margot Tanto here, host of Windowsill Chats. I am so glad you're here. I have some tales to tell, some interesting stories to discover, and I'm glad you're here to do that with me. I have spent decades working with artists and being one myself, kind of in the trenches and figuring out what the best way is to get something done, how to get something made, how to get yourself noticed creatively, how to make the best of a situation. And so I'm here to bring those stories to you and see if there's anything you can pull out from it. Maybe a laugh, something you can relate to, and definitely a little bit more community for your quiet little corner. So grab a cup of tea or coffee or a glass of wine and join me over in my sunny windowsill. everyone for coming back to windowsill chats i am thrilled today to be talking to my friend mandy ford mandy is a licensed illustrator lettering artist teacher and absolutely an all-around creative soul she lives in indiana with her husband and two boys and an excellent cat she specializes in honest and whimsical artwork that encourages living a life grounded in authenticity. And I, I really think looking at Mandy's work that that sums it up really well. When she isn't drawing, she loves to journal, art journal, pay attention to and be surprised by nature and has never met a nap she doesn't like. I like that as well. She's currently obsessed with moon phases. She's a four on the Enneagram. People say Enneagram and Enneagram. What do you say, Mandy? Enneagram. Enneagram? Enneagram. I'll have to tell my mom. And sends snail mail covered with stickers. She keeps herself running on equal doses of hope and coffee. And she told me that she's had a lot of coffee today. So this should be good. <laughs> Thank you, my dear, for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Me too, Margo. Thank you for having me. Yes. I, um, I think I first was extra aware of Mandy when we both took Jessica Swift's pattern design class and then were able to be in a smaller group campfire chats where um, I popped in every month or so. And there was this great group of women and we, it's still some of my favorite people to follow. So Mandy, you're one of those people. Oh, and I just you. am always inspired <laughs> by what you're, what you're creating. And um, that's such a special group. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I went back and looked at, Jessica did a little thing where she, she's like, look at what these people have achieved after this class. And you were, this is an old, like I have all the old emails, right? I collect <laughs> too many things, but you were one of those people that had really, you know, had things happen after that. So I, that's one of the things that I find about you is you don't let the moss grow. I feel like you're always pushing your own creativity, but I know that for a long time you had challenges with that nine to five and how to balance it. And one of the reasons I would thought it would be great to talk to you is that for me, you kind of encapsulate the every creative as far as what we're not, your not, not that you're not original, but that you to me struggle with what so many of us do is like how the balance of it all. So tell me just a little bit about kind of how just a little bit about, your creative path and how you got, how you got going and kind of where you find yourself. Okay. So I'll try and keep it. <laughs> I'll try and give me the like short version. Just so much I could say. So I, I was the creative kid. Like I was the one that was always drawing, painting, you know, making stuff. And so like I grew up, my dad was a minister. So I grew up, you know, in the church and lots of people around and lots of people to kind of, um, describe you like, oh, Mandy, she's the artist, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was what, you know, I got growing up and I just, I, that's what I did. I made art all through high school. And then I kind of, I think I had, if I remember correctly, I had kind of a negative 
art class experience near the end of my time in school mm. and kind of just lost my confidence mm. a bit. Um, I got really self-conscious. I tend to be self-conscious anyway. Um, and just stopped drawing. Um, started college, you know, took that path like, okay, I need to get an eight to five job. And, you know, that's, that's what adults do. So I just stopped drawing. Um, I did, I started doing a lot of other crafty things. Um, lots of scrapbooking. I was super obsessed with scrapbooking for a while. I was even published a couple times in magazines with my layouts, stuff like that. So awesome. a lot of crafty things, but I didn't draw for probably, you know, from like 96 to 2013. I didn't do any drawing. Totally forgot yeah. I could do it. Um, and then that's a long time. At the seminary where I worked, huh? That's a long time. It is a long time. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Now that I'm doing it like every day, I just can't imagine that I spent all that time not drawing. Um, I even took an, a drawing class in college. I needed an elective and, you know, I was looking through the list of options. I was like, oh, I could take drawing. I used to do that. Let's do that. So I, I signed up, showed up on the first day. The teacher was super intimidating and he would stand over your shoulder and watch you draw. Oh. And I dropped the class like yeah. the next day because I couldn't deal with it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> oh, um, so, um, so then like fast forward to 2013 um, at the seminary where I worked until recently. Um, I'm at like, I guess if you're 42, you can say you have a best like BFF, but one of my like best friends I met there, she was one of our um, adjunct professors. She taught creative writing and she was there um, for like a whole semester filling in for somebody, but she lives in Tennessee. So mm. you know, I knew she wasn't going to be staying around and we had just gotten super close. Um, and she was teaching a two week creative writing class. And I thought, okay, I can audit it. I could audit classes for free because I worked there. So basically, cause I just wanted to spend two weeks with her before she went home. I audited the class. <laughs> I didn't really want to do any writing. <laughs> um, but, um, and this, I mean, it was like, this is going to be really woo woo, but the first day of the class, um, I was walking in and I was really struggling at work then over a few different really hard things. Yeah. Um, and I needed, like, I knew I needed this break, but walking into that class, I could just feel that something I had never had this feeling before. I could just feel like something huge was going to happen in that class. And I had no idea what it was and it was freaking me out, but like, it, it was like in a good way. Wow. So, um, those two weeks, that class was like, I think there were maybe 10 of us in that class. Um, people from all over the country and it was just the best mix of people and the writing that everybody created was even the writing I created. I couldn't believe it. Like it was so good. <laughs> um, but the very end of the class, one of the last days she had us do a doodling prompt oh, wow. to get our kind of creative juices flowing. And I started doodling on the paper and I was like, I used to doodle. Like wow. I do a meeting and stuff, but for some reason I was all of a sudden like, I should do more of this. Like it was just, it just clicked that day. Um, and I remember going back to my office and Instagramming a picture of that little doodle that I made in that class. It was like an arrow with like, I don't even remember what it said, huh. what the words were. And it was so basic. It wasn't an, an illustration in any way. <laughs> it was just a little doodle. But it was um, a drawn expression and something you hadn't done for a long time. Yes. And shared on my Instagram and I couldn't like back then I was new at Instagram and I didn't have very many followers and I was lucky if I got, you know, five or six, you know, likes or even a comment, like, and all of a sudden people were commenting on it. And I was like, what is this? Huh. Um, so I started um, doing more of that. And um, one day I was like, Oh, I need a, ha I need a hashtag for this, you know? So I had a blog at the time called this girl's life. So I just called it this girl's doodles. That was my first like business nice. name for this thing. Um, and it just really started to snowball. Um, this was in May. And then, you know, over that summer, people started asking me to, like, they wanted to pay me to draw things for them. And I was like, oh, okay. you're good. This is new. <laughs> um, and, you know, when I started, I was drawing with, like, Sharpies and, and ink pens. You know, I mean, that was, that was my, those were my supplies. Um, yeah, and then by the, the fall, um, I actually signed a contract with a company to license some, some, um, a bunch of different things. Like they basically, I think I only ended up selling a few different pieces actually went into production. Nice. But just the fact that like somebody wanted my art was like, you know, huge. I had, I had a couple pieces in home deep home, home goods from that. Nice. Um, so anyway, that the start of it was, is really kind of crazy and 
So there was just that one thing that cracked you back open again. Yeah. Somehow it's finding a person that you are in sync with what they're teaching or you feel like they can push you. And that seems like that's what happened there. She, she, and she was the first person that was like, you know, you're an artist. Like you need to say, I'm an uh, artist, you know? Um, yeah. And of course she's going to listen to this. So Amy, you know, she knows I'm talking about her, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she just, you know, hey, Amy, me believe in myself and yeah, she's, yeah. We all need people like that. I'm sure glad. I just feel like your style is so like, it's just like, Oh, I want more of that. I want to see more of that. What, you know, that to me, it's just, it's very, um, approachable, but it's, and even how you write and, and illustrate your words and the words you use, I feel like it's, oh, she, she sees me or I see myself in that, you know, it's very, I, I always see it and be, and think, oh, I want that. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's, um, it's a very approachable style, color palette. Everything that you do, I feel is, is a good thing. Saleable because I always look at like, what product I'm... can we make out of this? Yeah. <laughs> And most of the time when I'm creating, it's like, I'm having a rough day and what, you know, what words do I need to encourage myself? You know, that's usually where it starts. But of course it resonates with lots of other people because it doesn't matter who you are or what you're going through. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) if we can dig into that a little bit. So you were working at a place that you didn't have a creative job yet, you know, you had a, you needed a job. We need jobs to pay our rents and you had little kids at that point. So how'd you, how'd you kind of rationalize those things? Oh yeah. So I worked 15 years at this college and 13 of them were at the seminary, which is a Quaker seminary, which is a mm-hmm. whole, I mean, anyway, mm-hmm. crazy thing. I'm not a Quaker. Um, yeah. I had my boys a year after I started that job. Um, I have twins. So that was, you know, that was an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Um, that alone is a whole story. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, I didn't start doing my art until let's see 2013. So they were five. Um, yeah, they were around five. So um, it's a bit more manageable. But when I look back on it, I really don't know how I did all of it. Because now I have all this time and I'm so overwhelmed. I can't figure out what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even, you know, working. I lost that job in June. Um, so I'm not even, you know, I'm just kind of right now flailing around trying to figure out, you know, what to do with myself. Um, so it's weird. It's almost like looking back on a whole different life. Well, I feel um, like when, when I first started to know you, you were talking a lot about how do you balance that job that's kind of not always easy to show up for because of the energy it takes. That's a totally different kind of energy than being creative. So I always was impressed that you still brought it. Like you were growing your creative business and figuring out how to sell it at, you know, a weekend show or, or put it online and things like that. And, you know, and twins and a wife and all that. But I, I just think uh, something that has often been a struggle for me is how do I find time to do some, to do what my heart's asking me to creatively or whatever else, you know? Um, Yeah. So, and, and a job that seemed to take a lot of your energy, what was that like? I mean, I think with the artist, like once I, once I found it again and I, it was like, it's like breathing, like I couldn't not do it. Um, but the last few years, it's interesting. Like, so one part of my job, there was the event planner and some of it I did really enjoy. I mean, there was some creativeness to it, but, um, and I did the marketing as well. Um, and we had a few big events each year that I was in charge of. And, um, there were a few years where I was in my groove, like at my late thirties, I had all the energy. Um, one year we have a local like fall artist bazaar thing that I had participated in the year before. And, um, I had planned on showing and having a booth there. And it was the same weekend as this big writing conference that we have oh, that I was in charge of. Oh. Um, and I did both. I kind of remember <laughs> and I look this. back on that. Like I, I had <laughs> only because I had a friend that had a booth there as well that offered to be my uh, person, you know, but I went there, I set it all up. I had everything already and I did my work event. Um, but then, you know, a year ish later, it might've been my the year when I was 40 42 now I I reached a limit 
mm-hmm. where I could barely even do the events anymore. Um, and I had a year where um, it was the event was a Friday night, Saturday. I woke up Friday night in the middle of the night um, and full on panic attack, mm-hmm. chest pains. I felt like I had the flu. Like I basically got to the point where if I had um, a panic attack, I felt like I had the flu and it would last for a couple of days. And I, so I missed my whole event. Mm. <laughs> I was in bed for two days um, and realized, okay, I can't, you know, that was just with the event. I wasn't even doing art stuff that weekend, you know? So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, something's got to change. Um, and thankfully near the end last year, I was able to negotiate a four day work week and I had an awesome, um, a recent grad from the college there came on as like our, um, front desk person, but she started taking on, um, she wanted more work and she wanted to help with the events. So she started helping me with the events and that was just, um, I don't think I would have made it if I hadn't have had that help, but it was an environment where I didn't feel like there were there were many years where I didn't, I couldn't ask for help. It was like, no, this is your job. You have to do all of this. And, and why can't you, you know, like I felt weak because I couldn't manage all of it. And I knew that wasn't true, but, um, you know, so to have someone come along near the end there that saw (laughs) my need Mm -hmm. and wanted to help. And she literally told somebody at that last, one of the last events we did together, somebody asked her, well, was today a success? And she said, well, look at Mandy's face. Like I did a good job today because she looked, she's like relaxed and happy. Oh, wow. I mean, I almost just cry. I'm a crier. So anyway, I, I was shocked. This is like a 23 year old person. Wow. And I, I was just like that, that right there. Like that's the one, the, the one person I missed the most from that job. She just, she saw you. Yeah. There's um, a big difference. We're very different personality wise, but mm. she, you know, she didn't make me feel weak for needing help. Oh, wow. She was you know? in tune. She's in tune to in a different way. Um, That's so interesting because I think coming from that place where you thought you were supposed to have one job and that was going to be success and, or it was what you were supposed to do. Um, and so you, <laughs> you, you figure out a way to like, if, if they're expecting me to do this, I'm going to do this. And then, finding that my body you know, finally just said no my yeah. body couldn't even though mentally i thought i was managing mm-hmm. you know and probably like when you look back symptoms over the years yeah <laughs> mentally mentally not so yeah. healthy no you know? but we do we get to that place where we just talk ourselves into well this is right or i'll just make this work i'll just be the one that makes this work because then Everybody i will have accomplished something <laughs> Why can't I do it if everybody else can? <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. So yeah. do you feel like creativity, like as you started to discover that part of you again, did that help in those times when it felt like you were overwhelmed? Yes, for sure. I think that was my kind of safety net. Um, it's like, okay, just get through this work day and tonight you can, you know, you can draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. It kept me sane, you know, um, at a few years before I started drawing that I, um, took up knitting and not with needles, like with the looms, because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know about knitting, knitting with needles thing, if I could ever master that. But anyway, but that was my, like, that was what kept me sane. Uh, it was something I could just do and zone out. And the, yeah. you know, the drawing became that, mm-hmm. that, that, that repetitive, that but t- touching something, you know, that's, yes. that's colorful or creative or or something. Oh yeah. It's, it's such an interesting journey. And one of the things that I, I love seeing was how you figured out to how to um, get your art on products. Like you, I know you had some agent, you know, challenges and trying to figure out about licensing. And obviously that happened for you right away. But then like you, I always thought you were like, Hey, I want to see my art on this. So I'm going to figure out how to put it on that thing and sell it myself. So has that been a good, a good thing to, to kind of work on, to start your own kind of store and and curate um, it the way you want? It is. It's, it's fun. Like I remember the first time I ordered mugs from, I think society six and the first time, I mean, I love mugs and I love my coffee. You have the best mugs. I was like, I have to have a mug, you know, that first, I remember holding it just like, you know, your Instagram mug pictures always make me want that mug. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's really fun to see your art on products. Um, even when you've made them yourself, like I've been doing vinyl stickers and I I'm obsessed with stickers. Like I've been buying them from all sorts of artists and 
um, sticking like my water. My husband was like, you think you got enough stickers on there? He doesn't understand <laughs> the stickers, but yes. I bought a mug just to put, cause I had more stickers I needed to put on it, you know? Um, awesome. Yeah. So it's, it's just fun to see your art on things, you know, that's not just a piece of paper you printed on your printer. So yeah. is that something that, is that an area that you feel like you want to grow doing your own thing or would you rather license like, or find a balance? What, what does that look like in your brain? I don't know. I think I'd like to find a balance. I mean, it's, there's, both of them have, you know, there are good reasons to do both. I think, you know, licensing is, is awesome because it's like, okay, some person that doesn't know me saw my art or I sent it to them and they liked it enough that they want to put it on their products, you know, and then it can be in a, you know, like if I made my own stickers, they're not going to be in target, you know, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, a greeting card or some other thing, like I had a, a doormat two was it last Christmas, two Christmases ago like a kitchen mat uh, that was in Home Depot. And that was like, I never got to see it in a Home Depot, which was a bummer. I tried, it wasn't in any of the ones around me. Um, but, you know, I got one and all my, like my neighbor had one and my parents, you know, and uh-huh. friends and it's just, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's just so fun to see your art on a thing like that. People can go buy. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun putting our footing people's and art to on things. Get money, you know, have somebody send you a check yeah. for it. <laughs> so, did that like? I know you had an agent for a while. Um, do you feel like you could equally figure it out on your own, and you want to, or would you recommend the agent path? Like a little bit about the ups and downs of that yeah. might be a good thing. Um, the agent thing. I don't even know how I did that when I look back on it because I was working full time and you know, the amount of work that they want you to create is a lot. You and, were working all the time at that point. Yeah. Um, I neglected, I neglected my, my family. I mean, to be honest, like the only, only reason I was able to do this because my husband was a stay at home dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, you know, if he was working full time too, there's no way I could have done all of that, you know, but he was doing the, you know, the picking the boys up from school and cooking dinner and cleaning the house more than I was. Cause I was working and doing, I had like two full-time jobs basically. And I feel like um, you had an agent that um, was asking you to do, like you had to fill your portfolio with work that you might not have had or chosen to do. Like it was one of those yes. situations where you absolutely have to have these seasonal things. Yes. And yeah, like so it's you, June, we're doing Christmas right now, which, you know, that's a whole, that's a hard thing in itself. <laughs> and you but did yeah, a lot yeah. of work to fill, yes. fulfill that. And a so, collection of like eight things, you know. Yeah. And wanting two of those a month, it's a, a lot. Was that worth it? Um, yes, overall it was. I mean, I learned it was, it was very stressful and it just wasn't the best fit um, for lots of reasons, but I learned a lot and I made friends with other artists that were with that agent that I'm still friends with. And, and, you know, that in itself is, was worth, you know, worth all of that. Um, I had my art at Surtex, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Twice. It's like, you know, yeah, that, that was, it was totally worth it. Um, and I've now that, you know, right now I have more time, I've been thinking more about it, but, um, about having one again, but I also, like I told you earlier before, you know, I started recording that I have, um, some new cards, greeting mm-hmm. cards coming out. Like I did that on my own. I sent them my art so and exciting. they said, yes, we want this. And, you know, so I did it on my own. So I don't know, maybe I don't need an agent. I don't know. Cause I feel like people listening, you know, there's many of us in, in creative, different creative way, think, places like, yes, I want to make my, you've done so many of these things. I, I want to figure out how to get an agent or I had a bad experience or a good experience, or I'd really like to do it on my own or gosh, I just want to design my own product. I mean, I, that's a giant, you know, a whole bunch of things, but as far as where you are now, what do you feel like are tips for somebody who's trying to figure out how to, how to put their art out there? <sighs> yeah. Um, gosh, it's hard. Cause like everything for me happened really or- organically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a planner. I'm not a super organized person. I mean, I had to be for work. So people work would be like, you're so organized. I'm like, that's hilarious. Cause you just mm-hmm. really like, I, I'm doing it cause I'm, I have to, but I'm not. Um, I don't like, I don't like planning ahead a whole lot. I don't like, I like to just go with the flow and I'm a very gut heart centered person. Like, Oh, this feels good. I'm going to do it. This doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do it. I know I like um, 
which isn't the best business plan, but whatever. It's um, creative though. Yes. So a lot of the things I've done have either been like somebody actually approached me and wanted me to do a thing. Um, like back when I bought my iPad, mm-hmm. I kept putting it off because they're expensive and we're, we're on a tight budget and I'm very frugal. And my husband finally, when we were in Best Buy one day, he's like, just get it. Cause you mm-hmm. know, you're going to use it. So we bought it and I literally, I don't even remember how much time passed only a few months. I learned procreate and I was just like obsessed with it. And a friend of mine reached out and asked if I would want to teach some iPad drawing classes for them. And like the thing was paid off in a few months time. Mm, Nice. Crazy. I I had no idea that was going to happen. So it's hard to say like, you know, for me, it's just, you got to follow what feels right. And I know that that's like, I don't know. That doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't, but you're proof. (sighs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, and, and have I made decisions that I, I wouldn't say regret. I just think, you know, even the things that are really hard and aren't a good fits, you still learn things that lead you to the next thing. Um, For example, yeah. you were kind of thinking, it seems like if from looking me looking from the outside, like, how can I, would there be a different job that would be a better fit for me? And how do I, how do I build up my creative business at a, the same time so that at some point that can take over and maybe I can leave this job, but that turned out a little differently. That was my plan. What happened? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, you know, I work for, I work for a small liberal arts college and they're having, they're having trouble. And back in May, they had to eliminate 35, 34, 35 Mm -hmm. positions. And mine was one of them um, after, you know, 15 total years there. So yeah, I mean, I kind of saw it coming. I knew that it was a possibility, but I also, I was, I was the longest time. Like I had been there the longest of the administrative. Mm-hmm. We were all considered faculty. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been there the longest of all of, of us in the office. I had, you know, the most institutional knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to downplay my, my strengths and I don't um, give myself enough credit, but I was, I was an asset there. I mean, I really yes, was. I'm so I just were. really didn't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was, a more expensive employee, I think mm-hmm. financially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's business. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did not see that coming. And so just trying to um, adapt, we were already working from home since early March because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was used to being home, but um, yeah, shedding that, that um, way of being is, is, proving to be very challenging. Like you don't, you know, I was like, Oh, my job is not my identity. It's my art. It's being a mom. It's whatever. But that job was a huge part of my identity. (laughs) It can't not be right. You know, I just can't. So, and that kind of job, it was working with people. It was, it was, you know, a spiritually focused um, job and you get very close to people. And um, thankfully I'm still close to a lot of those people and, you know, Lots Shed, of good relationships. Shedding is a is a is an interesting and a good word to use because I think yeah. when something's been a part of you, I mean you put it on every day and you spend more time there than you do at home, really awake. Yes. So shifting and then having in your lap the oppor- like is it opportunity or like oh my gosh what what am I expecting of myself? Do am I going to make myself do this? What feels right? Oh. Those, those things, those questions we ask, you know, and, and what are you, um, what's lighting you up and kind of making you feel like you want to move forward in any one way or the other? Um, I'm, I'm struggling right now to figure out what to focus on, but I'm, I'm finding I have all this time to just like explore things that are interesting to me, which I didn't have time to do before. Mm-hmm. Like um, Elizabeth Gilbert, did you listen to her interview with Lisa Congdon? I sure did. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many times I've listened to that. But anyway, I think it's in the <laughs> interview she talks about following breadcrumbs for things. Like she started getting interested in gardening mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just kind of, mm-hmm. so anyway, it's, it's that kind of thing that I'm, I'm trying to give myself permission to do that I didn't have time to do before. Yeah. So lately I've, I've been really obsessed with the moon and moon phases. And I've always loved rocks and crystals, but like I have more time to think about that stuff now. So, um, and just nature things. Like I just ordered 
for some reason, field guides. I'm obsessed with field guides right now. I just ordered like four old (laughs) field guides off eBay um, about the stars and moons and nice. Anyway, one of them's about like mushrooms. Well, and it'll influence your, your art and your, just the mood you get to be in. I mean, do you feel like you need to go, what do you feel like you want to do job wise? Do you feel like you need to go find something or do you feel like you can tuck into your creativity and make that be something different. Yeah. That's the hard part. Cause it's like balancing the feeling of obligation and like supporting my family. Mm-hmm. And with COVID right now, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah. I mean, I've only applied for a couple things. We live in a really small town in Indiana. There's not, you know, a lot to choose from if I was going to mm-hmm. find a local job and I really don't want to be going to an office yeah. right now with people. Um, live in an area where people aren't taking COVID very seriously. So that's mm. scary. Like we're not going out and doing much at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And you know, we decided that my husband would stay home and be with the kids. And that was great until now where it's like, okay, now neither of us have a yeah. job, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, practically, what do I need to do? But also I, I feel like losing that job was a push to completely change gears, yeah. you know, like, I don't want an eight to five office job anymore. Mm -hmm. I feel like I put my time in with Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, but it's, it's interesting what, what, what it is in life that gives us opportunities to think about change. You know, when you're forced to think about it um, and, and, and it's not just, Oh, obviously I'm going to go right back into my net, into whatever I was done because at, at this time, that's not really possible for many reasons, then you can think about, huh, what, what lights me up really? What might I be able to, you know, give your, you can give yourself credit for, you know, Hey, maybe I could do this or that. And, and, and it doesn't have to be a straight line and it won't be a straight line. It feels so foreign and like extravagant (laughs) to be able to do that, you know, because I never have, like the art was always this fun thing on the side, you know, and I didn't work with most people I work with didn't get it, you know, and I couldn't celebrate that stuff with them. Thank goodness for social media and like, you know, <laughs> online friends. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm trying to just completely flip how I think about life and that I can do, I can do a whole new thing and there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't need to feel guilty about that. Um, well, you mentioned too, that you were going to teach some in-person workshops before COVID happened. Um, what about translating some of that to on, uh, the online space? Yeah. yeah. So I, it's, it's funny. I mean, I'm an introvert for the, for the most part, kind of a social introvert. I, I don't, so teaching was never something that I saw myself doing. And then I was asked to do those online, you know, iPad drawing classes. Um, and then last year I'd been thinking for quite a while about doing lettering classes, like brush lettering with markers. Um, and there's a local shop that offered to host me. And so we did, I think I did three before COVID hit and they were just amazing. I mean, I was so nervous. I mean, I almost canceled each one beforehand because I was so nervous to be in front of people. Um, but they went so well and I was so excited to do more and, you know, so can't do that right now. So I am thinking about trying to like how I can translate that to do it online. I need to like have equipment, right? I need to get like lighting and. Oh, you don't need to record it. There's really, you don't need too much equipment. You don't. For natural I think lighting at all. sometimes as yeah. creatives, we want it to be perfect, but actually those of other of us who just want some of what you're giving, just want it does right. now to be perfect. <laughs> Put it out there. It's, it's funny. Like I've really, I, I have really high standards for myself and I realized that already, but I was talking to a friend. I've done a few murals here in town mm. and the oh, that's right. You mind. just finished one. Yes. Oh, and it's, it turned out so cute. I was so happy with it. Um, cause oh, I get so nervous. I mean, it's like, you want me to draw on this huge wall, you know? Okay. That's <laughs> yes, terrible. we do. <laughs> uh, but the very first one I did was a brand new building. It's an environmental center here in town, brand new building, all of us eco-friendly. So I had to pick all the stuff I used had to be you know, eco-friendly, all that stuff. But the wall, when she first asked me, I thought, well, it's a kid, a kid's mural. So it's going to be like in some room off to the side where the kids know it's like in the main hallway right there. Um, And I, you know, honestly, I didn't love how it turned out. 
I was very cringy about like, they loved it. They kept saying they loved it, but I didn't believe Mm -hmm. them. You know, like they're just being nice. Like that's what I kept saying to myself. So I was telling a friend recently about that. And she was like, is it not good? Or is it just not up to your, your standards? There you go. And (laughs) that like completely flipped it for me. I was like, that's exactly it. Like it didn't turn out exactly how I pictured it. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's crap, which isn't true at all. What is it about being creative that we're so critical of our own stuff and it stops us from sharing it into the world? Yeah. And right now it was my first time, like, yeah. And you need to, like, I want (laughs) you to teach how you make gifts for Instagram stories. Oh my gosh. You have the best ones. I learned that class. I took a Skillshare class, you know, how to make gifts. Yeah. But you could do one. You could teach one too. Yeah. I always I did I did just launch a new Skillshare class on making um vision boards. Okay. And procreate. I had See, started that class before I lost my job and then just kind of lost my steam and then I finally was yeah. like no you got to finish it. <laughs> and I think doing things like that one at a time, you know, you build up a little bit of resilience to your own inner critic. Um and like, oh, look, I figured it out. And then you can do another one. Yes, that's very true. Getting started is the hardest part. Like that class was all recording my screen on my iPad mostly or using slides. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized, oh, I should really show my face at least a little bit, you know? So then the very last part that I put off till the end was recording <laughs> myself talking. <laughs> but, you know, I set up like some boxes with my camera, you know, my phone and mm-hmm. just set up my desk and record it. You know, like it was, you don't have to have, like you said, you don't have to have fancy equipment. See, this is what people need to hear. It's just yeah. about it's true. doing it. I like, like three shoe boxes stacked up on the stool with my phone, you know, with a book behind it to hold it, hold it That's up. That's so good. Nobody That's knows so that. Good. No, they don't. And I think the <laughs> other thing now. that <laughs> your secret has been revealed. <laughs> it has. I hope they'll still take my class. Oh, <laughs> they will. They're, they're heading there now. I think <laughs> the, the other thing that um, gets people stuck is like, oh, somebody else is already doing it. I can't do it. Somebody else is already doing it. But I don't think that's the case. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've have fallen in that trap before too. And I think, um, and I remember who I heard this from, but somebody was like, you know, yes, like everything's been done. Most things have already been done before, but they haven't been done by you, you know, right. and you have your own unique way of doing things and you have your own different audience, you know, um, Every time. like making the gifts. I mean, when I searched on Skillshare, there were probably, there were several classes on how to make one. And I remember watching one and the way they, there's a lot of different ways you can make them too. Like you can make them in Photoshop, which I took that class before procreate had the option. Mm-hmm. It was complicated and I got very confused and I, I quit basically. <laughs> um, but that, that method for some people might work better and you know, another. So yeah, somebody had messaged me the other day about the procreate, the class I just did on the vision boards. And she was like, Oh, I was going to, I was going to make a class like that too, but um, I'll just watch yours instead. And I was like, make yours too. Like, you know, we all bring our own story, you know? Yeah. We're all different. It's a big pie. I love that you're, you're putting yourself out there in that, in those ways. And I, I just, am always inspired by, because I know it's not always easy. And I think some of us, you know, we were talking about this beforehand too. My sister um, said to me once many, many years ago, she said, you know, you get out of the right side of the bed every day. I have to pick what side of the bed to get out on. And I think, we're all built so differently and we bring our own, you know, layers to the party. But you, I always love seeing what you're doing because you inspire me with your stick to and the way you work through what I know because I'm in, you know, I've known you a little better are some challenges that, that not everybody sees. And I, I just kudos for that. I just acknowledge Thanks. that yeah. that is a process. I think it's, and it's important for people to know that, um, like I told you this morning, I, you know, I've been really struggling to get up every morning. Um, I'd never, I'm not a morning person. I hated the whole morning routine when we all had to get up and I had to get to work and get the boys to school. I did not like that routine, but we had to do it. And so it was familiar and like comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and now, you know, we're homeschooling them. I'm not going to work. There's nothing I have to get up for technically, you know, um, and that has made it like, that should be just freedom. And it is, but I haven't gotten to the point where I'm, I'm letting it just be that I'm, I'm having a lot of trouble getting up this morning. I had a really hard time getting out of bed. Um, because it just, everything felt heavy. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the art that people see is the result of me working through that and forcing myself mm-hmm. to work through it. Um, but it is not, you know, rainbows and unicorns all the time around here, maybe 5% of the time, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's hard. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just life. And, you know, none of us have it together. No, I think we're fig- we'll be figuring it out into the very last, the very yeah. last moment. I kind of, I kind of in a way hope so, because I feel like honestly, as much as sometimes it seems like, oh gosh, I have to deal with this. Um, it would be kind of boring if we had it all figured out. I don't know. That's one way to look at it, but I just, yeah. I just really appreciate you sharing that because I think choosing a creative life or to be l- if that's what lights you up, you know, sometimes it chooses us, right? But it's not like you're going to go into the bank and work it behind a desk and, and you know what's coming every day. But you've experienced that too, where what can get you through the struggle is working through it creatively. And I think oh, that, you know, even talking back about your creative writing class and that little duel you did, that was an exercise to get you loosened up that day or thinking about it that day. And, and, and without knowing it, you know, she was nudging you to, to work through something creatively. And, yeah. and it sounds like, and it looks that way from the outside that you have poured that into your art. And, and what happens is, is real things and real words that you illustrate or pictures or whatever come out that then those of the rest of us looking can be like, oh my gosh. I can totally relate to that. That's me too. Yeah. And yeah. I just it really feels, appreciate it. It's that. really sacred. Like it feels very, I don't know. I, then one day, I remember one day at, at work um, last year, I was talking to some students and it was during a, one of the two week class periods where we had students, we had a lot of online students, but during the two week classes, they would all come and be residential for those two weeks. They needed that like to get their degree. Um, so this, and I don't remember where this lady was from, but I, it was the first time I'd really been able to talk to her face to face. And she was like, you know, if I'm ever, I'm having a bad day, I go on Facebook and look at your page. Cause I know that you're going to have shared something that'll make me feel better. Mm. And I didn't know what to say to that. I mean, you know, that's, that's it. Like, that's the reason, Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, good grief. Mm. If I can provide that for somebody. Yeah. That right there is why we just have to put it out there really because you don't know who you're touching yes I had no idea I didn't even know her that well you know yeah no and she just messaged me the other day I wanted to order like a bunch of greeting cards for me she was like I send cards all the time now and I want them to be yours you know Mm, Mandy that's so you know yeah is it paying all the bills no but it sure is you know that's where the community comes in you have community that you don't even know exists you know and that's the good part from my job that continues that I'm, you know, that I can keep, you know, mm-hmm. I might not be doing the job anymore, but all these relationships can, you know, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be really um, great to see how that grows for you as you, you know, kind of walk through what it looks like from month to month as we go. We both have seventh graders, boys going into seventh grade. So I think yeah. we should figure out how they can all do something online together. Yes, that would be fun. That was crazy, seventh grade. Oh, Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like if I had to skip going to school one year, seventh grade wouldn't be a bad one. Right. I mean, it really (laughs) is perfect timing. Like, and my, we're all homebodies. We're all fairly introverted. So, Mm -hmm. like, they're fine. Mm -hmm. Oh, very happy. And it gets a little restless, but he'll go out and ride his bike and then he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Ben could sit. They're they're totally different. He could sit at his computer and and do Minecraft all day if we let him. Yeah. Well, that this one here too. And I just, I just feel for those mamas of younger kiddos or toddlers or really people that take more. Yes. On. Yeah. Cause I'm missing interaction with people and it, you know, I don't need much of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I'm starting to really, really miss it. Yeah. I feel for extroverts cause yeah, it's super challenging. So tell me three people who are inspiring you right now or in general. I mean, this is a person that you're close to and love. I know, but Lisa Congdon is like the, the very top of my list. Um, and I don't say that just because she's like, you know, Lisa Congdon. But um, when <laughs> I first started doing my art, I don't remember how I came across her work. Um, 
but I listened to a few podcasts and she shared about, you know, how she started. And I was like, that's me, you know, like Mm -hmm. started in her late thirties and just like, you know, snowballed from there. And, um, I don't know. I just felt like I could relate to her and I've gotten to meet her twice at two different talks since then. And anyway, she's just lovely. And she's a good one. Her, her, I just love how she is unapologetically herself and speaks to her truths and another good example of allowing other people to then be able to do the same. I think that's a big gift for a lot of people. And she's real in person like this last time last year at some point uh, she did it. She was on her book tour and she had a stop in Columbus, Ohio, which is close to me. Mm -hmm. I'm an Andy Miller host to her, which she's another. Anyway, I got to like chat with both of them and they're both just the sweetest most humble people. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, Andy's another one, like his podcast has helped me. Mm-hmm. Kind of, um, yeah. So. so good. Gosh, who else? I've really been, um, I'm sure you also know Morgan Harper Nichols. Mm-hmm. She has an app now. She does. I, I don't usually use apps like that, but every day it sends you a new like piece of her art with, you know, the, mm-hmm. with a, little blurb, like encouraging stuff. Oh, and I'm going to go get that right away. That has like helped keep me going the last few months. Like I'll open that first thing in the morning and then I'll like write down some of it in my journal. And Oh, Mandy, uh, that's a good thing to know. That's a great share. Yeah, her, her work is and her, you know, for those of you don't, we'll put the link in the show notes, but um, Morgan Harper Nichols has great words and she illustrates them in a way where you just have, you just, I just kind of want to walk right into it and stay there all day. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's for sure. It's, and it's always like what I need to hear. I'm like, how did she know? Mm-hmm. But then you think about it and you're like, that's cause everybody, like everybody needs to hear this. Unless mm-hmm. you're just living this, you know, perfect life, which I don't think anybody is. So yeah, yeah. that's been really helpful. Um, and I was thinking about, it, I was like, you know, my boys love to draw and create stuff too. And Good. I love watching them. Like one thing for, I said, we're doing homeschool still trying to figure it out. Like, I feel like I'm like, who am I to be teach them? But like, I don't know. I'm just trying to work, figure it out as we go along, but I thought they should probably do some writing. So mm-hmm. I got them composition, book. well, we had a bunch of composition books. Um, and I let them decorate them the first day. Like that was our crafty project nice. and then put a bunch of stickers on his. And one of them was a snail and he named it. He put Larry underneath it with a little arrow. Oh, so Larry, the snail. Love that. So the first day his, I told them just write a full page. You can pick whatever topic you want. And he wrote, he started a story about Larry. Um, And it's just like the cutest thing. And it was all him. Like, you know, Oh my gosh. So, um, and he, last night I let him draw on my iPad and he drew off to send it to you, drew a picture of Larry the snail. Oh my gosh. I'd love to see it. Yeah. And Landon's into airplanes right now for some reason. No idea where that came from, but he's been building airplanes out of cardboard and hot glue. And wow. You know, like, I know part of that is because they see me being crafty, well, but it's mostly them like the, cause they're, and they're so different in what they choose to do. And you and, give them space to do that. Yes. And I land and make such a mess with his crafty stuff. And I mean, <laughs> I hate it and I love it at the same time. We're not super tidy people anyway, but um, you know, hot glue all over the floor and you know, That's cardboard right, it comes everywhere. Off. <laughs> we order everything online these days. So there's car- we have cardboard, like, you know, <laughs> everywhere you're a good mom yeah so i don't know it's so fun to see a person you created start mm. becoming like their own person it's yeah. that's such a good answer so they cool. that's so it's so inspiring because it's so unexpected you don't know like we haven't done this before it's really yeah. it's really cool to see how that all works and boys like i had one sister boys. like i didn't grow up around boys Same at here, all and, one sister what's a know, boy not that i don't want to be stereotypical but there are some you know, things that I was kind of freaked out about, like Dan, let my husband handle, you know, some of that boy stuff, but yeah, it's pretty fun though. It is. Especially when I, they... I'm a boy mom. Like I, yeah. I, when I found out I was twins, I was like, Oh, I want a boy and a girl. Like, that's what I want. That's yep. what I want to be. And that was two boys. And you know, that was like, I'm, I'm a boy mom. I love having boys. Like they're so easy. Yeah. They're Sorry, so girl lovely. mamas, but yes, they are. <laughs> they hair. Like we've been cutting their hair. Dan's been cutting their hair. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh, those are such good. Those are such good points. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. It's, and they are creative. I've seen some of their work and they are, it's like, wow, really good. 
Yeah. And to encourage boys to be creative is, I couldn't agree more. My granddaddy and my mom's dad was a painter and I have some Mm -hmm. of his paintings. Oh, wow. But he never really showed them off or shared them or sold them because men didn't. Because he wasn't supposed to do that. Oh, I'm Um, glad you have those. He kept the whole journal of his drawings through World War II, you know, like in poetry and anyway, like it it runs. Oh, Mandy. Yeah. Should publish those. That's so cool. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Tell us where we can find you. So um, I'm Mandy Ford Art on like all the social stuff. So at Mandy Ford Art and mandyford.co is my website. Somebody had taken mandyford.com, oh. sadly. So I always have to tell people no M, mandyford.co. No M. Um, no M. So yeah, Mandy Ford Art. And then if you want to find Mandy's gifts when you're doing an Instagram story, do you just put yes. in Mandy Ford? I think I just put in Mandy. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Up. Some of them have disappeared, which is frustrating. Um, they're not all showing up now. Like I have some cute fall ones that aren't showing mm-hmm. up. If you put Mandy Ford, you put Mandy Ford or Mandy Ford Art and you get most of them. Um, I don't know why, but some of them aren't showing up. Awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks for just being real today. I really appreciate it. And I just, you know, I think it's, it's a path and that's what this whole thing is about. It's, um, it's not straight. It's never boring. It's <laughs> that's for sure. So. It's a mess of crazy stuff. Yeah. You're just wading through it. <laughs> we are. But I think if we show each other, you know, if show up for each other and and build community wherever possible, then somebody else can say, Oh gosh, it's okay then. I'm okay then. I'll be okay. I can maybe get out of bed today and yeah, maybe I should get that iPad and you know, <laughs> all those things. For sure. So thanks for that. Hey, thanks so much for being here with me today. I just love these conversations. They mean the world to me. I love being able to share with you these wonderful people that I have met along the way. They mean so much. So if you want to check out the show notes or my favorites or anything like that, head on over to tantostudio.com and I'll have everything there, all the details that we talked about today. So again, thanks so much for being here and feel free to head over to wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple or Spotify, and leave a review for Windowsill Chats and subscribe. I will see you next week. I so appreciate you lovelies. Thanks for being here.